She was. So, this is the intro. This is the intro. There's no edits tonight. No. Now introducing Lex Martin. Crickets. Uh, so, here's where we're going to be traveling on this one topic, maybe, of it's Lord's Meeting, yes? One. It's the Lord's Meeting, yes? Yeah. It's not yeah. my meeting. Are you guys with me? Yeah. You guys have a pulse tonight? Yeah. Chase, you alive? Yeah. Gee whiz, what the heck? So, if yeah. the Lord's not involved in it, I don't want to be a part of it. Yes. I want to go after that mentality tonight. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah everything else out there is quote-unquote cool and quote-unquote attractive. And But if Jesus isn't a part of that, I don't want to be a part of it. Okay? I want to have the heart of Jesus. Right? You guys want the heart of Jesus? Yes. He's a pretty good guy. If you don't know him, he's a good guy. You want his heart. He always had compassion on people. He did a lot of amazing things, and he's still doing a lot of amazing things. I want a heart of Jesus. That's what I want. Have I got there yet? No. Will I get there? I hope. Okay? You guys join me on this? Yeah. You guys with me on this? Mm-hmm. Want a heart of Jesus. The way he sees people is different than the way I see people. You guys have maybe heard, break my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. Yes? You guys heard that? No. Yes. I want that. I want that over my entire life. Is this a song? Yeah. Huh. Never heard it. Break my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. When I look at a person, I want to see them the way the Lord sees them. Yes? I don't know about you guys, but what we experienced last week, I want to experience every single day of my life. If you weren't here last week, I'm sorry. I want to experience that every single day of my life. Yeah? Is it hard to comprehend? Yes? Yes, it is. Good. That means it's not of you. Correct? Good. That means it's not of you. Do you understand what I mean by that? I want... The enemy to flee when he sees me walk into the room because I am living like Jesus. Yes? First yeah. John 3 says, Christ lived through me. Christ lived through me. That means I'm not me. Christ is me, living through me. Correct? I want the demonic to be scared when I walk into the room. I don't know about you guys. I want that for you guys. That's my prayer for you guys every single day I wake up. Is that when you walk into the room, devils have to flee. You guys understand this? When Jesus walked onto the shore with the demon-possessed man, the devil ran up to him. Are you guys okay with that? Or is that weird? Is that scary to you? Let me set the scene. Jesus just traveled uh, with a boat across a body of water to the other side, okay? Then, this individual, possessed by a demon, cutting himself with rocks, creeped out the entire town. They tried to chain him up, but he broke the chains. 
He ran up to Jesus. I want that much of Jesus in me. I want the demonic to think that they can take on me. Are you guys with me on this? Or am I freaking you out? I told you I'm crazy. I'm radical. I'm done with being normal. Okay? Yes, thought about my future a lot. And you guys are involved in it. That's why we're here today. Yes? That's why we're here today. We're not here for just ourselves. We're here to change the entire world. Yes? Part of the why the home was even founded in the first place was to renovate culture. The Lord said, hey, I'm giving you this task. Renovate culture. That's what he told me since day one is renovate culture. Have you been the same since last week? No. I guarantee it. Jaden, have you been the same since what? Tuesday. No. Have you been the same, Josh, since you walked into the home for the first time? Andrew, what about you? You have not been the same. You have not been the same. Therefore, hey, Tori, have you been the same? (laughs) I know, I'm putting you on the spot. No, Tori was blindsided last Thursday, like, what the heck? And she hung in there last Thursday. Last Thursday, um, uh, um, a back was healed. A leg grew. Wait, what? Mine. Yeah. A leg grew. He lost his leg. Nope. It was just uneven. It was causing back pain. Back pain, oh. and the Lord leveled it out okay. right away. No questions asked. Ash, actually, Ashton said, "Hey, uh, his legs are uneven. That's why his back's hurt." So we were praying for him wrong until Ashton spoke up, leveled out his leg. Okay. See, now you're never going to be the same after this. <laughs> then after that, Reggie was like, "I want to hear the. I want to hear the Lord speak." And then guess what? She heard the Lord speak because we laid hands on her and wham, Tori actually held her up. Um, uh, <laughs> Tori was like, oh, looked at me with these big eyes. I'm like, what's going on? What? And she's like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. Oh, and Bryce Yeah. Bryce wanted to get taller in the Lord. What he thought he meant was be more confident in the Lord, but then the Lord actually made him grow an inch. His gauge was, I could pet the dog before you prayed with just normal, and now after we prayed, I could not touch the dog. That was his gauge. Okay? You ask him, I'm, I'm sure he'll tell you about it. Uh, what else? Tatum Tatum just got prophesied over, over and over again. She just got rocked that she is... Uh, she is in for a long haul, but what her work is doing is changing the entire course of what the Lord of 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 history, if you will, because you know every single one of us are part of making history. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the Lord did some crazy things last week, and we've never been the same. Yeah. Crazy things today. Oh, it was last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Yeah, not Thursday. Okay. So, what was I talking about? When the Lord. When Jesus shows up on the scene, everything changes, yes? Mm-hmm. Everything changes. Everything has to change. It's, it's not like Jesus walked up to somebody and they weren't healed. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? Yeah. Jesus knew what He was doing. 
Jesus never prayed for healing. He just said, Lord, do it. Do you understand that? There's a big difference there. We pray for healing. I don't like that stance. I want to stake the stance of, Lord, do it. Lord, I want you to do it. Healing in Jesus' name. Not, oh, Lord, I ask you, I ask you for the, just the healing of this person. Lord, do it. That's confidence, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what we did. Left leg grow in Jesus' name. Started vibrating like crazy. Me and Blake both were holding the legs, started vibrating. I said, what's going on, dude? And he said, my leg's growing, and all of a sudden it grew. Yes? When Jesus shows up on the scene, everything changes. Okay? Do we understand this? I want to say that when Tatum shows up on the scene, everything changes. I want that over your life, Tatum, over everybody's life tonight. Okay? When you show up, you are living so in in relationship with the Lord that everything changes. That you carry the presence of the Lord with you all the day long. Right? And what's marked over your life is on earth as it is in heaven. You guys ever play Sims? Yes? That icon? That has to be your icon from now on. On earth as it is in heaven. Do you know, as people who follow Jesus, we are called to pull down heaven? We are called to say, all right, Lord, I want you in this space. I want you to show up on the scene here. And my confidence pours that out. My boldness pours that out. My faith in the Lord pours that out. And only Jesus makes the work happen, correct? Everything changes when Jesus is present. He's not just sitting in the sky, not just sitting in the sky doing nothing, twiddling his thumbs until he rides down on a white horse with fire in his eyes. He doesn't just wait for that. He's up, still being the Lord. Yes? Do we understand this? Do we really understand this? If Jesus isn't involved in something, I don't want to be a part of it. Right? I want that. I want that for my life. I want it for your life. I want us to hold Jesus in such high regard over our lives that everything changes in our own lives. Because I think that's step one. Everything has to change in our own lives in order for that flow to come from the Lord into everything else, right? You guys are set apart. You know that? Not because you go to the home, but because you're a child of God. You're set apart. You're a holy people. Do you know that? He is holy, so we are holy. Yes? Isn't that amazing? We're set apart. We're called the greater and grander things. Okay? Go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 is the Sermon on the Mount. It's called the Beatitudes. You've heard of it. I'm sure, hopefully, some of you have. This is really... How do I say it without sounding like I don't want to? 
this is really our kind of ah man what's the word i hate to say checklist because i always bag on checking the boxes but this is really kind of our guiding guiding chapter of how to be a follower of jesus Okay, so I want to start in verse 1. It's going to be really simple tonight, and we're just going to kind of dialogue through it, and uh, we'll see what the Lord does. Cool? So, verse 1. Seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain. Is everybody there? Yeah. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. Okay. You guys like the mountains? Mountains are pretty cool. Mountains are pretty cool, yeah? I like the mountains. We were up there last weekend. It was lovely. We had a real thrill of a time. Yeah. Okay, so the mountains are cool, yeah? Mm -hmm. The Lord does some incredible things on mountains. (laughs) Have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Moses was on a mountain, right? Ten commandments came from Moses on a mountain, correct? Mm -hmm. What else happened on the mountain? Transfiguration. The transfiguration happened on the mountain. That's uh, pretty dope. Every time the Lord came down from a mountain, every yes, good. Is everybody listening to what's going on in the room? What else? Uh, wasn't there where he, uh, he struck down a false god? Like somebody tried to put a false god and it was on the mountain. And he, uh, he I can't remember exactly what it was. I thought it was striking down fire. I believe is what it was. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Sounds right. Uh, I don't know. Which one? You, you know He's talking about when they were uh, testing Baal. Yeah, that's what it was. That was on a mountain? Testing yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. I don't think it was on a mountain. When he brought down fire to burn up the offering? Yeah, yeah it wasn't on a mountain. Was no, uh, you know the word, though. That's good. Okay, so mountains do a lot. Oh, you're reading the message. Okay. What's wrong? That's fine. It's going to be okay. We'll all get through this together. Okay. So, I'm messing with my flow here. So, the Lord does incredible things on mountains. So when he says that the Lord came down from a mountain, something changes, something big is going to change. Okay? When the Lord, when Jesus came down from a mountain, demons fled, people got healed, and everything changed. <clears throat> Correct? It's incredible. It was glowing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, verse 1 says, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. Okay? Um, who are the crowds? Do you guys ever think of that? Who are the crowds? Okay, we're fine. What are the crowds? Uh, are they just like the people from wherever, like whatever city that's there? People following? Okay. Look at the word. What's the word say about the crowds? Were they the multitudes. Oh, I love the multitudes. Huh? 
Were they waiting for him? Maybe. Yeah. Somebody go to verse 23 in chapter 4 and read it. Read it. Throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Isn't that beautiful? Keep going. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought him to to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, um, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, <clears throat> and the region across Jordan followed him. And then read first one like it's all one letter. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. Do you guys understand what she just read? All the crowds were the people who the Lord just healed. Uh, of course they want to listen. Did you read that? Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that huge? What did he heal him from? Various diseases, diseases, pains, oppressed by demons, epileptics, paralysis, and he healed them all. And those were the people who were, he was, who were following him. Am I here to tell you that maybe because you haven't experienced those things that you can't truly follow Jesus? Obviously not. Obviously not. I'd be the worst pastor in the world, and I would pray that the Lord would strike me down right now and you would never hear a voice. Okay? But once you're touched by the Lord, you have to be following the Lord. Do you understand that? Why? Let me backtrack a little. What's evangelism? Spreading the gospel, yes. Seeing people come to Jesus, yes. That's evangelism. So, Jesus was the greatest evangelist of all time. Do we understand that? Yes, he was the best. He's the one who we should follow after when we try to say, hey, follow Jesus. Yes? Jesus went and said, okay, I'm going to heal you, and then I'm going to tell you about the good news. Do you understand that's what Jesus did? Hey, I'm healing you, and now I'm the better way. Follow me. Right? That's what they did. Healed, follow. Pain gone, follow. Epilepsy gone, follow. Correct? There's a... (laughs) If we... (laughs) We're the worst evangelists if we just see people healed. Do you understand this? If we just see somebody healed and we say, oh, cool, that happened to you. Awesome. Bye. We, I can pray all day long for somebody to hop out of a wheelchair and yeah, it will happen in Jesus' name and they'll be healed. They'll stand up. But if they leave without hearing what Jesus has done for them, they are still going to hell. It was a cool thing to happen in her life, but they're still going to hell. Do you understand this? Jesus is the greatest evangelist of all time. He healed and then said, hey, come on. Or he healed and then said, go tell everybody about this because you get it. Right? Am I making sense tonight? This is what he did. This is what he did. This is the way he ran his ministry. 
He knew what he was doing. So if you get healed, you better follow him. Yes? If you find somebody on the side of the road and you pray for them and they get healed, you better tell them about Jesus. Or else what? Yeah. If you walk up to somebody in Target and say, hey, I've got a prophetic word for you, and then you don't tell them about Jesus, you're missing the point. At that point, you're just a circus act. You are entertaining people with Jesus' power. That's what you're doing at that point. Because at the end of the day, Jesus loves that person a lot. He still wants them to be made well. Yes? He still wants them to be made well, but He's still relying on you to share the rest. That He can be a healer and a, a provider, but He's also a Savior and a Lord. And if we miss the Savior and the Lord part, then we're, not, we're missing the point. Does this make sense? I can tell him all day over Tatum, but if I don't tell her about Jesus, she'll, she'll miss the point. Right? Not Tatum exclusively because she's smart and she knows the Lord, but you get my point, yes? You get my point, yes? The Lord is done with using one person every decade. Do you understand that? We have these like superstar preachers that you know of that have healing all over in their ministries. Yes, he's done with that. Do you understand this? He's done with it. He wants it into the crowd now. He wants it in all of everybody else. Yes, he does. I can be a model all day long, but I'm not here to entertain you. Correct? Just, I'm just here to be intimate with the Lord and watch Him do what He wants to do. Correct? I'm not a magician. There's a guy in Scripture, his name was Bar-Jesus. That was his name, real original guy. Good job. Couldn't have thought of a different name. Seriously? That's what his name was. It was Bar Jesus. Because he tried to use Jesus' name to cast out demons and heal the sick and do all the things Jesus was doing. Do we understand this? But there was no Jesus involved. And at one point, it got to a point where a demon-possessed man looked at Bar Jesus and said, I know Paul, and I know John. I don't remember the other name. I know somebody. Jesus, was it Jesus? Nice. It was an axe. I know that. I know, I know Jesus, and I, I know, I've heard of Paul, but who are you? Correct? If we take this stance of just using Jesus as a puppet for entertainment and to um, draw people unto ourselves, we're missing the point. We are here to draw people unto Jesus. Correct? When He manifests his glory into a room, then I have to say, that was Jesus. I have to tell that person about Jesus. Correct? Hey, if you want the supernatural to be unlocked in your life, ask for it and then talk about Jesus more. Right? I think 
I believe that Jesus is done with Christians and He wants Jesus' people. People who truly follow Him instead of just, oh, I'm just a Christian and I've got my whole life together and I'm well and highly favored in life. And that's all I say. And if I'm going through crap, I'm not going to let you know about it. I'm going to put my demons in my closet and my skeletons in my closet so that nobody finds out about it except for me. He wants Jesus people who ask Jesus to say, Hey, Lord, I've got this going on. Can you take it away? Or, Hey, brother and sister in Christ, I've got this going on. Can you pray for me to take it away? Because if we are Jesus people, we understand that Jesus does things. Do we understand that? He's not just sitting on his hands in heaven, again, waiting for his moment to ride down in a white horse with fire in his eyes. He's not waiting for that. He's involved. He's engaged in your life. Okay, so let's keep going. (laughs) You guys still with me? I'm having fun. I don't know about you guys. You guys with me? Yes? Okay, cool. Let's keep going. The Beatitudes, ready? And then Jesus opened his mouth, verse 2, and then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, this is beautiful, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Excellent. Verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. Catch this. For they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jaden, read verse 3. Nope, verse 3, yeah. Verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Read verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 3 again. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And verse 10 again. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For theirs is the kingdom in heaven. Yes? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand what that means? What, what more than that? The, yeah, I get the phrase. That was good. Yes, they inherit the kingdom of heaven. But before that, what's verse 3 say? Read it. Hurry, hurry. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What's that mean? What's poor in spirit? That doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> I'm kind of confused. About that. Yeah, what's it mean? Come on. It does mean, like, instead of being poor in spirit, like, you don't apply yourself, it's... Wait... Yeah. Wait. No. Never mind. Okay. Wait. What's it mean? Yeah. Poor in spirit. What's poor in spirit mean? I always think about like, um, not poor as in like lacking Holy Spirit, but poor as in like I'm 
like beaten down and downtrodden. I'm like I'm worn thin. Close. Poor in spirit means that I can't do it on my own. When I am poor in spirit, that means I am incomplete. I am incomplete without Jesus. See how spirit is a lowercase s? Yeah. Yes? Yes? That means my ego and my pride has to go away, for then I can inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yes? Do you understand this? Everybody? Does everybody understand this? Okay. I am incomplete without the Lord because it's my spirit, correct? But when it's His spirit, He humbles me. There's no space for my ego anymore. And then, wham, it's the kingdom of the heaven. Kingdom of heaven, sorry. Yes? Okay, what's verse 10 say? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Persecuted for righteousness' sake. What's this mean? Your life killed for what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. What else does it mean? Lose friends for what you believe in. Yeah. What else does it mean? Lose family for what you believe in. Yeah. What else does it mean? Targeted for doing the work. Uh, demons, or demon possessed people want to come up to you. No. It wouldn't be. No. What else? Come on, one more. I know we've got it in us. What's it mean to be persecuted? False accusations. Oh, man, do I know a lot about this one. I'm not going there, but I know a lot about it. <laughs> okay. Blessed are those who are persecuted for inherit the kingdom of heaven. Hey, who's lost a friend because of what they believe in? I have. Who has, law, who has had a family member disagree with them and say, eh, because of what they believe in? Hmm. Who has, got made, who, has had, who has been made fun of because of what they believe in? Yes. All of us. Hey, you're in good company. And if it hasn't happened, hey, just strap up. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's, I, I hate to be that person and I hate to deliver bad news, but that's kind of what... Do you think Jesus was widely accepted? No, he got killed on a cross. So we're in good company. Yeah. Correct? Do you think Stephen in Acts was accepted? No, he got stoned to death. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Do you think John the Baptist was received well? No, he was beheaded. Hey, man, do you think my friends on the other side of the world are received well? No. No. They're getting jumped in locker rooms, and they're getting beat up on the side of the street because of the name of Jesus. So, hey, you're in good company, and it's okay, because yours is the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? If you don't get excited about that, you got issues. Like, honestly, you have issues. You should get excited about that because Jesus is worth it. Mm. I can say it because it's everything. Right? He's worth it. He's worth the, the neglect. He's worth the mocking. 
He's worth the false accusations. He's worth it all. Do you know that? Because He cares enough. He cares enough about you. And the cool thing is, He will comfort you. Right? Mm-hmm. It says it. Yeah. He will give you mercy. Do you know these are all promises? Blessed. Blessed are those. That's not just like, oh, one-time statement. No, this is an eternal book. Do you understand that? The Word of God does not come back what? It does not come back void. It doesn't bounce. That's always true. His promises never fail. So if He says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst... They shall be satisfied. Right? He means it. He actually means it. It's not just like, oh, this will make them be really comforted in their time of need. Yeah, but he actually means that you're going to be satisfied if you hunger and thirst for him. Do you know that? What else does he say? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers... So if you're a peacemaker, you're called a son and the do- and son uh, son and daughter of God. He actually means that. That's not just lip service that your friends feed you when you're having a bad day. That's not that. It's not just lip service that says, "Oh, from your mother who just says, "Oh, you're beautiful, honey," just to make you feel better." He he acting that he says. Everything that He's spoken over your life, He means. Everything that He's written in this book, He means. And it doesn't come back void. It doesn't bounce. It's not ever void. Do you understand that? Verse 11, then, verse 11 then says, Blessed are you who revile, when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely, on your on my account. Who's had that happen to him? Yeah, people talk crap. What's that Drake song? What's that Drake song? It's like, come on. Tori, come on. What's that Drake song? You don't listen to Drake. Like bad friends. Oh, what's that one? Oh, 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 no, I don't. Come on. God's plan. No. No, it's, it was popular. It was popular. No, that's God's plan. No, it's the same part. It's the same song. It's God's plan. It started from the bottom. No, that's not it. Dude, it's God's plan. I'm trying to think of a Drake song, but I can't think of it. It's bad thing. Bad he just bad says it weird. A lot of bad things that yeah. we listen and listen. Yeah, he talks about how he only loves his mom. And, and his bed. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so, hey, there's, ba- there's people out there who are going to spread rumors about you. Do you understand that? Yep. They're going to say bad things about you. And, hey, blessed are those who are persecuted because theirs is what? Oh my gosh, you guys, what is, what is going on right now? You should get excited about this. That means it doesn't have to weigh on you anymore. Yeah. Why? Because you got bigger things to worry about. You understand this? Yeah. Golly, I mean, 
Jesus was called demon-possessed. Do you know that? Do you know that? He was called demon-possessed. He was. I, I, if you read your Bible, you'd know. <laughs> but <laughs> he was called demon-possessed. Okay? Uh, it's okay. You're in good company. Do you understand that? People have called me demon-possessed. But I'm in good company. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Isn't that cool? People, people say some dumb things. <laughs> but anyway, verse 12. This is the key. Ready? Rejoice and be glad. <laughs> what? I'm being persecuted and people are making fun of me. But the Lord is saying, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. In all seasons, in all circumstances, in all waves of life. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. There is still a Jesus... uh, How do I say this? There is still a movement of people who want to put Jesus on the cross. And that might come at your expense. Really? Like, act, like there is a movement? Oh, of course. Oh, I, oh, I mean, come on. Turn the news on, right? Like, no, no, no. Come on. Like, let's not go too far. People don't believe in Christianity. So, yeah, it's, it's active. Don't get lost in this. Yeah. It's active today. There's still that spirit who wants to put Jesus on the cross still. Okay? There's still a spirit at work who wants to put Jesus on the cross still. And if Jesus is living inside of you, can I get real with you? Are you sure? Can you not get offended at me? If nobody is coming at you, come on, are you sure? Yes. Okay. If nobody is coming at you, check where your life is headed. If you're being accepted widely, be careful. Let me tell you why. Because the demonic wants to still take down Jesus. And he's going to continue to try. And if you're not on the front lines, be careful of where you're headed. There's going to be things that come against you. I am, I'm sorry. There are. I'm not going to tell you that everything's going to be butterflies and unicorns and ponies. It'd be great. It'd be kind of weird, but it'd be also <laughs> great at the same time. But there's going to be opposition. But blessed are those. Rejoice and be glad. Did you know that this is in the Bible? Rejoice and be glad. Because your reward is great in heaven. It doesn't doesn't just say, and your reward is in heaven. (laughs) Great. Your reward is great in heaven. Right? So if the enemy is attacking you, you're in good company. 
If he's not, tempt him. (laughs) Start following Jesus more. Start saying, I am going to live this way, that way. I'm going to be merciful. merciful. I'm going to be a peacemaker. I'm going to be meek. I'm going to be (laughs) poor in spirit. Because Jesus knows best. Do you know Jesus is saying all this? It's read in my Bible. He's saying it. The guy who died on the cross for you is saying that to you today. Right? I asked the Lord right before we started, where do you want me to preach tonight, Lord? He said, Matthew 5. Here we are. Right? He wants to tell you tonight. He does. He wants to tell you tonight. He wants to tell you tonight that, hey, everything has to leave in Jesus' name because you're going after the heart of Jesus. And if something is not of Jesus, I'm not interested in it. I want that for your guys' lives. I want you to live in that regard. Do you want to live in that regard? If Jesus isn't involved in it, I don't want to be a part of it. You guys, but nowhere else can make a leg grow. Correct? Nothing else can make epilepsy leave. Do you understand that? It just suppresses it. Blake would tell you. Blake would tell you. It just suppresses it. Nothing in this world can re-knit together something ligament-wise and make it better than it was. Nothing in this world can cure cancer. Just suppresses it. Makes it go away for a while. But in Jesus' name, everything has to go. Do you know that? Do you like actually know that? I'm not crazy. (laughs) I'm not. I just know who Jesus is. I really do. And I know what this book says. I really do. I don't want to be like the children of Israel where they woke up. Do you understand the children of Israel went through the hottest place on the face of the planet and they lived? Do you know that? They went through the hottest place on the face of the planet. You think Arizona's hot? (laughs) You think Las Vegas is hot? Yeah, right. They went through the hottest place on earth. That is why the Lord had to make water come out of a rock. Hey, rocks don't have water. Do you know that? Like, come on. That's what the Lord does. He loves His children. Even even when His children say, I'm sick of this God-forsaken manna, which is also called the food of angels. Do you know that? The children of Israel said that. Said, I'm sick of this manna. This tasteless manna. 
You know that manna showed up on their front porch of their tent every single morning? In the middle of the desert? It's not just like, oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden somebody from, from this or that church came to the children of Israel and dropped off bread on their front step. No, that's not what happened. Literally rained bread from heaven. Do you understand this? Let me go a little further. And then, even when the Lord, even when the children of Israel said, I'm sick of this manna, what did he do? Does anybody know? He put, well, no. That's just so they wouldn't, yeah, that's a great point. Let me talk about that for a second. He put worms in it so that they would not stash any for the next day. Why? Because the Lord is sufficient for today. Right? Do you see the symbolism in this? Because the Lord is sufficient for today. You don't need to stash up. You don't need to put, you don't need a backup drive of Jesus in your backup back pocket. You don't need it. Because He fills you today, and He fills, fills you the next today, and the next today. <laughs> you understand that? We have a word for that. Huh? We have a word for that. What? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. He is the ultimate provider, yes? Okay? But when they said, no, I am sick of this manna, the Lord gave them what? Quail. Uh, In the middle of the desert, do you understand this? Birds don't fly there. They can't. Birds, quail, they don't do it. They don't go to the desert. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you so much that you're going to choke on it. Mm Mm-hmm. You understand this? Isn't this beautiful? This is who our God is. He gives you what you need for today. Yeah. He's not in lack. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't. Even when his children do. (laughs) He doesn't. One more thing. Just got to remember it. What else happened in the children of Israel? What other provision happened in their lives? There was the deliverance from Egypt. Yep. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. (sighs) Hey, the children of Israel weren't just like a group of people that were like a hundred people. Do you know that it was almost a million people? Oh, jeez. I was thinking thousands. What? I always thought thousands. It's hundreds of thousands. I didn't know. It was close to a million people. Do you understand the amount of provision from God for a million people? Out of a singular rock. Yes. Gush. Gushing water out of a rock. What's that symbolize? We only need one rock. Huh? We only need one rock. Great. He's one rock. Good job. The living water. What's that mean? Well, Jesus is the living water. Okay. Okay. 
literally like Lips water to keep them alive. Yes. What else did it symbolize? He'll go to any length. Mm-hmm. He'll go to any length to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. He's not going to forget about you. You're way too important to him. You are. Do you know that? You're way too important to him. Well, yeah. I mean, he created us, you know, to be with him forever. Mess that up. Then he gave us the law, which was perfect. Mess that up. (laughs) Then he gave us his one and only son to give us a perfect way. Working on it. Haven't messed that up yet. But working on it. It's just perfect. He'll go to any length. He will go to any length for you. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. Are we willing to go to any length for him? That's the question that he's asking you every single day you wake up. I'm just verbalizing it. Are you willing to do what it takes for me? Are you willing to do anything for me? Thus says the Lord. says if you thirst he will satisfy all he's saying is just come and drink right just like the woman at the well do we know this story the woman at the well went up to the well to go get water and Jesus met her there and said hey do you want water that will then you will never thirst again right that's what Jesus has to offer today All of us are longing for something. All of us are thirsting for something, hungering for something, whatever it might be. Maybe it's acceptance, you know, whatever it might be. And he's saying, I can give that to you. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? That's our God. That's the God who heals That's the God who decided that he wants to live inside us. That's him. Streams of living water. Living inside of you. You understand that? He's more than enough. And he knows exactly what you need, even when you think that you know what you need. I just want to invite you guys into saying, Lord, I want you to be a Savior and a Lord over my life tonight. Not just shuffle by in this life, but actually pull heaven down just like we're supposed to. Reign in his inheritance now like we're supposed to. Yes? Do we understand this? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. His presence can go everywhere with us. It doesn't just happen at the home. It goes everywhere. And actually, His presence is inside of you. Isn't that cool? So I just want to invite you guys into that. I want to pray for you. And I want to invite you into that. 
okay? If you want that tonight, I just I just pray that you would repeat the words after me, okay? There's nothing special about the words that I'm going to pray, but just, you know, just repeat these words if you actually mean them, okay? Um, if you've prayed this prayer before, pray it again. Because there's a reason why the Lord wanted me to bring this up tonight, okay? Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I want to follow you all of my days. Jesus, you are the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning, the end. You know the way my life is supposed to go. So, Lord, I submit to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to the cross. I surrender to your blood, Lord. And I say, you have a better way. So, Lord, be my Lord. You are more than just a Savior. I thank you for saving me. But, Lord, I want you to lord over my life. I want you to direct my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Next thing. Repeat after me. I love Jesus. I'm going to read my Bible. Say it again. Only if you mean it. I'm going to read my Bible. Come on, which shouldn't change. Yes? Okay. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to understand who you are. I'm going to know how to lead my life because of you. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to read my Bible. Every day. Every day. I'm going to read it. Going to read it. Every day. Every day. It is my lifeline. It is my lifeline. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Do you? Good. Good, good. Cool. That wasn't weird, yes? Good. Wasn't to me. Cool. No, I'm starting to rub off on you weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story.